We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Friday morning. We're talking football. DFS Friday show coming up next. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Scott Jensen. Joined as always by Ryan Belongi. Apologies for the voice. I'm a little under the weather. Feeling better, but my voice is still a little bit gone. So hang with me on that one. But uh, Ryan, good, good to see you back. How's everything? Yeah, everything's good. Uh, I'll try to do most of the talking to save your voice. There you go. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. How did, how did week two go for you here? Um... Oh, let it's me try. Been, Feel, it feels like been, forever ago, right? It does feel like a long time ago. Yeah, a lot of um, a lot, of, a lot of points in week what two. What happened? Yeah, I did okay. I did okay in tournaments, but I lost in cash games. I forget how. So I ended up breaking even on the week. All uh, right, I don't right. even need, don't even need to rehash it. I I forget. I forget what happened. I I really do. Yeah, I was close. Oh, I Calvin Ridley. Sorry, sorry. Calvin Ridley busted. Uh, uh, I I think uh, it was uh, Lion Seahawks was the big game. Oh yeah, how, how how'd you do? I did all right. I did uh, kind of kind of a break even, but I had a lot of a uh, lot of live Seahawks. But I picked the wrong. I went Jackson Smith and Jigba instead of Tyler Lockett, which was uh, which is not good. And no Kenneth Walker, uh, so that made it a little bit tough there. But uh, no no Puka Nakua, which is the was the big problem. Oh right, yeah, Puka and Debo. I had Puka and Debo. Oh, that's nice. Uh, which helped, yeah, pretty much everywhere. But yeah, I don't know. It didn't. I... <laughs> I don't know. It's you know it all blends together. I'm it really we're moving on to week three. It really does. Week three, we got uh, we got a, we got a big slate. We got twelve games, nine early, three late. Uh, off the slate this week, of the Giants and Niners played last night. Uh, okay, win by the Niners. I thought they looked uh, decent, pretty good in the second half. But uh, you know, Thursday games are weird. Getting a win is a good win. Uh, Steelers Raiders is Sunday night. We won't talk about that. Eagles Tampa Bay and Rams Bengals two Monday night games again. So we've got uh, the double Monday night back to back again. Uh, Ryan, this is one of those weeks. We've got one game that's the highest total on the slate by far, by far, by far. Uh, Chargers Vikings stack this game or what? Yeah, uh, this one's really an outlier. Feels like more so than other weeks we've had. Um, you know, just on the surface, when a game's going to be that popular, my first instinct is to try to fade it. Just look for any other spot. And looking around here, there's not much. I mean, We'll I mean, talk it's, about it. It's a full touchdown higher than any other total on the, on the slate. It's, it's a full touchdown yeah. higher than any other total on the slate. Yeah. So 
I'm strongly considering just stacking it up. And if I do that, I think there are other ways you can get different. Like we'll talk about some of the, like I would fade some of the chalk running backs. I would fade the chalk cheap receiver, like tank Dell, for instance, I would fade the chalk tight end, like Zach Ertz, I think is going to be pretty popular. And we'll talk about some of the cheap running backs, but yeah, I'm definitely considering stacking up Herbert or cousins with Jefferson, definitely Mike Williams, Keenan's in there, any of the other pass catchers from Minnesota, but yeah, I'll just, I would fade the chalk at all the other positions. And I think that's okay. Um, But I'm also considering a couple of the other games. Uh, I have a couple in mind. Uh, Wondering if you do, or what you think about the, the Vikings chargers game too. Yeah, I mean, it's just – it sets up really nicely. Neither teams can play defense. They both can play offense. They both really need a win, too, which is going to be a really fascinating game. It's going to be really fun. Um, my thought was kind of the same as yours. If I do play it, then I don't play Tank Dell. I don't play some of the obvious cheap guys that we'll talk about later on. But um, what about the other games? I think everybody loves Chargers-Vikings. You know, picking which quarterback you pick, pick in that game is going to be important. Um, but right below it, um, you've got – Broncos, uh, Broncos, Dolphins at 48, Bears, Chiefs at 48, uh, Falcons, Lions at 46. Any of those three games that really jumps out to you like, yeah, you know, if I if I go off Chargers, Vikings, maybe I want to slide to one of those three games. Um, I think if Waddle ends up being out. I think Miami's interesting because they're pretty easy then, like, you, you know, you can just play Tyreek with and maybe even add Durham Smythe or, or one of the cheap receivers that's going to fill in for for Waddle. So I have some interest there. Uh, the other games you mentioned, you can make arguments for, I was actually looking at Texans Jaguars. Um, the Texans have been playing surprisingly fast and throwing a lot. Um, CJ Stroud leads the NFL in dropbacks. Yeah. Um, we've seen it result in massive week from Nico Collins yep. and tank Dell and even Robert Woods has had six catches in both games. I mean, they're just they're throwing a ton, and they're likely to be behind in this game against the Jaguars. And on the Jacksonville side, we don't know about Zay Jones, but him being out would make that team pretty easy to stack up. You, maybe you just pick two of Ridley, Kirk, and maybe even Evan Ingram. People won't want to play Evan Ingram. Um, so I don't mind that game. Um I, I like I like that one a lot too. I think that uh, there's no way the Jags should have scored nine points last week. They had four touchdowns out like an inch out of the back of the end zone. It was crazy that they only ended up with nine points in that game. And I think that might help us. People might be off the Jags, off the Jags offense a little bit. And I think that's a game that could sneaky be back and forth. Uh, if Houston just keeps dropping back and throwing that much, uh, we could get a lot of points in that game. The interesting thing with Miami you mentioned is if everybody plays Chargers Vikings, that's a ton of Justin Jefferson. And I wonder if Tyreek Hill at the same price, essentially 9,300, 9,000 gets under owned because of that reason. You can't, you can't really, you could play both technically, but not many people are going to play both Tyreek and Jefferson. And if Jefferson's really popular, I wonder if that makes Tyreek really sneaky as maybe less popular than he should be. Yeah. I think that's a fantastic point. I I wrote basically the same thing in my article. I think probably going to see three times higher ownership on Jefferson, especially in small field, single entry stuff like, you could see Jefferson being, you know, 35% and Tyreek 15% or, you know, something yeah. like that. So, yeah, I think it makes a ton of sense, especially if Waddle ends up being out. Yeah, the only thing is if Waddle doesn't play, I wonder if people are like, oh, I got to play Tyreek now. That's the one thing that might hurt us there a little bit. But 
Um, looking at some of these other games, uh, middling games, you got Bills at Commanders, Texans, Jags, you mentioned. That's the one I was going to bring up that I kind of like as a sneaky game. Uh, Colts, Ravens, Cardinals, Cowboys, Saints, Packers, Panthers, Seattle, all in the 42 to 44 range. Uh, none really jump out to me except for Texans, Jags. Is there one that jumps out to you? Was like, I want to play this game a bunch? Um, yeah, I would have said no. I would have said no. Oh, but um, right. just looking at a few numbers, I have to mention the Colts-Ravens game um, because I was surprised to see that the Colts are currently playing faster than any other team. Um, they lead the league in snaps. They lead the league in no huddle rate. Um, it didn't matter whether Anthony Richardson or Gardner Minshew was playing. Um, and then, you know, this Ravens offense without J.K. Dobbins now, you know, there was talk in the summer that they're going to pass more and you figure they have to pass more now. So, I mean, if that game's going to play fast, I don't think it's, you know, the worst idea to stack Lamar and Andrews or, or, or something like that. Um, but, yeah, like I wouldn't have had interest in that game had I not seen numbers on the Colts. I, uh, you kind of ruined it for me, but I really, really like Lamar this week. Well, if I'm not if I'm not stacking one of the top games there, I think Lamar's where I'm going. I really like uh, Lamar either with Flowers or with uh, Mark Andrews. Yeah, I, um, I spoiler, do too. Spoiler alert! I don't think people um, will play Andrews either. So like it's and no. it's, he could just it's could be a smash spot, you know. So yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, I, I like your points there. That, that, that's really good. We've got uh, some low, low total games. We have uh, Tennessee-Cleveland is at 39.5. And the lowly Pats and Jets game, 36.5, Ryan. That is a, that's an ugly line right there. Yeah, I think, I think we're going to have to avoid those games. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe play the defense. Yeah, maybe Hunter Henry is that like the only mm. possible play there. But there's, I mean, it's a, a, that looks ugly right now. Yeah, Hunter Henry, that's a good call. I just I like getting different in just at tight end in general. You might be eating some chalk on this slate at receiver and some of the other positions. So yeah, tight end's a, a good spot where I like to get leverage. That's a good segue into a quick uh, talk about who we are. There any obvious, super obvious plays? I mean, I think that um, L.A. Minnesota will be is the answer to that question. Uh, you mentioned the two guys I had listed here. You had mentioned Take Dell. 3,600 off the big game. Zach Ertz, uh, 18 targets the first two weeks and only 3,500. Um, those guys probably pretty really high. Uh, who else Who else think is really high? Jerome Ford in Cleveland with uh, with Nick Chubb out. Is, I think he'll get a lot of attention, although it's kind of a tough matchup. Uh, who do you think is, uh, is like, obvious, uh, easy first clicks for people this week? Yeah, I think the two guys you mentioned and then two chargers, um, Josh Kelly and Mike Williams. You mentioned Jerome Ford. He's got maybe – He's got one of the toughest matchups yeah. in fantasy against the Titans. And it's the one that Josh Kelly had last week. And, you know, Kelly was popular and then he busted this week. He's not much more expensive and he gets, I mean, the matchup is so much better. We just saw, we just saw Swift run for 175 on the Vikings. Um, Kelly still played 80% of the snaps last week. And, you know, just with that game environment being so good, he's going to be very popular in cash. It seems like a pretty good play. And then, Mike Williams is too cheap as well, yeah. uh, especially if Eckler's out. If Eckler's out, Williams and Keenan Allen, you know, seem very safe, both of them for cash games. But Williams will be more popular because he's significantly cheaper. He had a good game last week, eight catches on 13 targets. Um, you know, it, just, it feels good getting that Chargers exposure. So I think people yeah. will start with Kelly, Williams, and then, yeah, Ertz and Tank Dell. That seems like a good four to start with in cash, you know, 
as news stands right now. Yeah, that's a good point on Mike Williams. I think that, uh, you know, normally Keenan Allen would be more popular, but $1,600 difference is a, is a big swing right there. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, <clears throat> let's jump into the positions here. But first, notes from our, our, our sponsors at Rival Fantasy. Rival Fantasy is the all-in-one fantasy sports platform with three unique head-to-head games, plus season-long leagues coming for 2023 NFL season. Now is the time to get in on the action. Whether you're creating your fancy bingo card lineup, picking a side in head-to-head fantasy challenge between two players, or creating a fancy book slip and choosing two to five players to go over or under the projections, there's something for everyone. New users will get a $200 deposit match plus a $25 first play voucher on sign up. Play with house money, play your fancy bingo lineups, mock draft, and get ready for some NFL action. Sign up now. So uh, I guess quarterback starts with the with the Chargers Viking Chargers Vikings game. We got Justin Herbert 7500, uh, Kirk Cousins 6900, uh, a big drop there in price between him and Herbert. Uh, what do you do at quarterback here though? Do you have a, do you have a side you prefer if you stack the big uh, popular high total game? Okay, yeah. So for for cash games, I think Cousins is the answer just because he's cheaper and projects better you know it's always weird when Kirk Cousins is going to be the highest <laughs> yeah. owned quarterback on the slate you know you you want to fade that in tournaments and he's been aw- kinda, he's been awesome so far though he's been awesome yeah. uh, you know he, that is not the reason that the Vikings are 0-2 no. um you know he just he tore up that Eagles defense 360 yeah. yards four touchdowns he threw for 340 the week before I mean yep. It feels good, too, because the Vikings don't really have a running game, so you just know that they're going to have to be passing. You know, they play in that dome. It feels really safe for cash games, but I think he's going to be very popular in tournaments. Yep. Um, so I think it's fine to stack him, like I said, if you want to. But, yeah, I might be more likely to roster Herbert in tournaments. You, I think you might see him at – you know, he'll still be popular, but you might see him at half the ownership. You know, I, I don't know. Um, and then the, uh, I'll mention another guy for, for, for cash games – it's a weird week for cash games in that, you know, people aren't really looking at the expensive guys. Um, yeah. Mahomes is ba- Mahomes is expensive and it's, it's a matchup where they should just crush the bears, but you know, they, the bears probably aren't going to push them too much and people aren't going to want to pay 8,300 with some of the salaries you have to pay elsewhere. Same with Allen. It's sort of a tough matchup for Allen at Washington. You know, I wouldn't say tough, but maybe just not the upside you're looking for. Right. Um, so, yeah, then Geno Smith was the guy I was going to mention. If people aren't ah. going to play Cousins, I think they might go down to Geno Smith. Um, just looking at projections, him and Cousins are really the only guys who have, like, a positive value score when it comes just to point-per-dollar value. Right. Um, they're the only guys grading out, I guess, positively. Um, so, yeah, I think those will be the most two popular – or the two most popular in cash. Um, but I'm all about playing some of these other guys in tournaments. Yeah, I am too. I think you can you can really uh, you can really mix and, and match guys. I would probably go Herbert too for the same reasons. Um, he, again, you said about Cousins. Herbert's not the reason the Chargers are 0 two either. I mean, he hasn't thrown an interception yet. He was three hundred five and two touchdowns last week. Uh, Minnesota is it, it's interesting matchup because they play a lot of that zone cover two beat us underneath. Don't let them beat us deep uh, a lot of the game. So it'd be interesting to see how Herbert kind of adapts to that and figures that out. So um, should be a fun game. Outside of those games, though. Uh, a couple names I like. I think the first one I'm going to go to uh, before I get to Lamar is is Tua Tungavailoa against Denver. Seven thousand uh, pairs well, obviously with Tyreek, especially like you mentioned, if Waddle sits. Uh, Tua was really quiet last week. Uh, Two hundred forty nine yards, only one touchdown, still an eight and a half uh, YPA. But man, the Denver pasty has been horrible. 
and they face Garoppolo and Sam Howell. Like this is a whole nother battle with them facing Miami. Uh, might not have Waddle, which hurts uh, Tua. It, you know, kind of helps Tyreek if you're playing DFS, but hurts Tua. You'd rather have him out there. But man, this Denver pasty has given up a lot of points. If they could just hang a little bit, and Miami should be able to give up a little bit of points. I think this game could get a little bit more back and forth than people think. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. The one thing I was wondering is, do you run it back with anyone on Denver? Who, who do you like on the Denver side? It's it's tough, right? Because like last week, Marvin Mims looked good, but then I looked at him and he played six snaps. He just happened to catch two deep balls. Um, I'd probably run it back with Jerry Judy if I had to, but it's just it's tough figuring out which Denver receiver to play. But I'd probably go Judy, kind of give him that first game. It looks like he was healthy, played a lot of snaps. Give him that first game to settle in and give him the, the second game is when you want to play him. I wouldn't play him last week, but now you play him this week is, was my thought on that. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I think uh, no one's going to play Judy. No, you know, because play Judy. because that's 6,500 price tag. It's, yeah, it's, it's too high, which makes him mm-hmm. nobody's going to have him. But um, for sure, it gets I a little that, bit tough tough to play him when you play Tyreek and Tua. But I think you can. There's enough cheap options where that that's the run back I would have. Yeah, you can afford it. I think that's the run back I would have too. Um, I was considering Javante. Um, but, you know he. He's still just, splitting with P. Ryan, obviously. Yeah. I just, you know, he's explosive. He is, but it was like, I think it was like 30 and 33 snaps for him and P. Ryan last week. It's just, it's so hard for me to play guys where you like, they better hit it, hit one on the field because they're not in the field enough. Yeah. And you're, and you're, you know, you're choosing him over other guys in that range. Yeah. And the, the, there's quite a few of them. And a lot of it is my personal angst. I hate turning on the game and seeing the, the wrong guy in the damn field. Oh, man. I know. It's the worst. Um, so what about other quarterbacks? I mentioned before, uh, I really like Lamar this week, 7,700. Um, even with all the injuries around him last week, still had a top 10, uh, quarterback week, uh, Colts have really struggled against the past two. This feels like a great setup for me. And I think the Colts can get back at, at, at Baltimore a little bit. I mean, I don't think they're going to score a ton on Baltimore, but enough where Lamar has to stay in the game, stay engaged and throwing. Uh, I like his weapons. Uh, I like that if, if, if OBJ is out, I think it's easier to kind of pick a, uh, pick a guy, someone to stack him with. I would go Zay Flowers. Uh, I just, I think Zay Flowers is the upside explosive guy, but obviously you can go Anders too, but I think Lamar goes, goes off this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you with, I'm with you on the Lamar take. Um, I don't really have anything to add other than I'm thinking about who I would pair uh, from the Colts. Yeah. You know, I think you could go Pittman. I also think you could go Zach Moss. I saw something. He played like almost every snap. Caught. I think, it was, like, I think it was like 98% of the snaps last week. I mean, that's just crazy. You know, and I know it's not an ideal spot, obviously, but you only need him to, you know, outscore Josh Kelly and maybe Miles Sanders and a couple Madison. You know, it, it's doable, um, especially if a guy's going to be playing that much. I don't know. Do you like, do you, do you like Pittman at all? Um, I'm with you on the Ravens. I think uh, Lamar has a good chance to be the highest scoring quarterback and I'm always up for stacking that. It depends how you build it. Um, if you can afford Pittman, he's probably the obvious one. I think that uh, if you want to like kind of punt the run back, you go Josh Downs who has 12 targets in uh, through the first two weeks. So not an awful option there. I know that uh, yeah, you're probably not looking at many points there, but he scores a touchdown. Suddenly you're, you're set there, but I, I do like Josh Downs a little bit, just based on the fact of how, how involved he is in the offense to start the year. Yeah, actually, I think that might be the move considering he's the same price as Tank Dell. Yeah. I mean, you just get all the leverage in the world right there. All yeah, you, you move, you move, one. You, you give me Dell to Downs, and then I can go Pittman to someone else in that range, get a little different out of on both angles and still get a run back there. Um, that's yeah, perfect. I think, I think that's probably what I would go with there. Yeah. Um, uh, the other one I. Go ahead, go sorry. Ahead. No, go. Yeah, no. The guy. 
I sort of mentioned it at the top, but Trevor Lawrence, um, you mentioned, you know, the Jags were, were close last week. Uh, um, it was so frustrating to watch. It was, yeah. I think Zay Jones had two where, you know, yep. his foot, like, just stepped out or whatever. And um, Ridley, Ridley had that one where he, like, ran into the crossbar. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, that one, too. Yeah. Into the bottom of the goalpost. Yeah, the, stan- um, the stanchion, I think they call it. Yeah. Um, so I do... Yeah, I like the Jags, um, especially because I like the Texans' options on the other side. Um, Jacksonville would be pretty easy if, say, Jones was out. Uh, we'll get some more news on that today. But these Houston guys, yeah, I have interest in Nico Collins, obviously Tank Dell. And then I'm going to keep talking about low-owned running backs in that range, but I still think you can t- play Damian Pierce if you want to take a chance. You know, it hasn't been great so far. Obviously, the offense isn't great, but he did get more work last week. People were worried after uh, Boone and Singletary got a decent amount of work in week one. But, you know, he's just 5,200. I mean, you just have to find the end zone really right. once, you know, yeah. catch three or four passes, and, you know, you, you can get up to 20 points. and. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I like that game because I like some of the Texans' options. Yeah, I like that game to go over too much. I think the 44 is going to be a little low on that one. Uh, with that being said, can you then flip it around and think about in a tournament playing C.J. Stroud at 5,200? Yeah, you know, maybe. that's it, it. This is a week where this is a week where I could get behind going all the way down at quarterback because it, it would let you get, you know – it would let you get another expense. It would let you get Tony Pollard if you wanted to. It I would say let you, you might get... even, even play, play, play Bijan and Tony or something like that. Right. Do something really interesting. So I'm I'm interested in doing that because if you play one of the expensive quarterbacks, you can't do that. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because if they get down again, uh, it, it's very clear that they're fine chucking it all over the field when they get down. I mean, uh, you know, my old uh, defensive coordinator there is coaching and, and, and doing really well, but um, – he had 384 yards and 47 passes last week. Like they're clearly, if they get behind, they're going to chuck it. I love that. It's dangerous because you have, they have to get, you want to get, you got to get back and forth game. But if we like this game to get back and forth, and I think we both do like to go over um, 5,200 lets you do a whole lot of things that other people can't do in their lives. It's great for fantasy that they're letting CJ Stroud loose already. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, D'Amico's let them let them throw, let them loose, which is which is really uh, good for us in uh, in fantasy. I think it. Uh, I think it's a little spicy. I'm going to try and build a, a tournament team with, with Stroud and see kind of how it looks. I think it, I think it could build out pretty well. Me too. You mentioned the expensive guys, uh, Mahomes and Allen, 8,300, 8,100. I think I agree with you. Not many people will play them. Always makes them interesting because they obviously have just natural upside at all times. Um, but, like, the, the Chiefs are huge home favorites. Uh, but the Bears' defense has been awful. They've allowed over nine nine YPA to to Jordan Love and and Baker Mayfield. Like that is not that is not a good stat right there for them. Um, it's just tough to play this week. It's tough to play them, but uh, you know that there will be low percentage if you want to take a shot on them. Uh, any Jared Goff Love sixty five hundred against Atlanta. I just hate that Atlanta runs the ball so much and just so much time of possession. They play like that, but uh, Goff is good every week. Yeah, it's just like you said. It's the Atlanta as the opponent is just not ideal. Yeah. But Atlanta just kind of mushes everything. Yeah. But, you know, I just in general, I do have interest in Detroit at home against a bad team. You know, yeah, I, you um, need, you need, you need Amrata to play. Obviously he's questionable right now. Um, I don't think I, I don't think I'd play golf without him, but um, no. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the yeah, home lions is a spot that it's been pretty clear with golf since he's been there. Home lions is a good spot. Road lions. 
not so much, but home lines have been really, really good. Yeah, and especially with with David Montgomery likely out, you know, yeah. I don't mind at all if someone told me they wanted to stack up the Lions. Um, I think Drake London is even a decent run back at, at low ownership if if Detroit gets out to a lead and the Falcons are forced to pass. Uh, he caught six passes last week, and we know he's talented. Yeah, that that's interesting. I, I thought about it. I don't think I'll get there, but it does make sense. Yeah, if I'm in that range, I'd probably find a way to like play Lawrence or something like that. But uh, uh, anytime, anytime lines lines are home, I'm interested. I'm glad you said Drake London, not Kyle Pitts. Cause I think we're done with Kyle Pitts, right? Ah, it's so it's so unfortunate. So frustrating. Yeah, so it talented. really is. Yeah, and I, 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 I got back on the train at the beginning of summer, and I everyone was hyping him up, and I I took a lot in best ball at the start of the summer, and it. I pulled back. I, fortunately, I pulled back, but it doesn't feel great. Yeah, I uh, I weirdly ended up with Pitts in one of my bigger leagues. I don't even know how it happened. It's just kind of like one of those spots where like, there's nobody else here. I might as well take a shot in him. I mean, he just, just kept falling. You know, he keeps falling, and <laughs> it just is not. Uh, it's it, it, it's hard to find any like light in the tunnel at it too. Because you look, you're like, they're just not going to use him that way. I mean, every once in a while he catches a deep ball, and you're like, oh, there it is. But there's just no consistency. They're not doing it regularly. It makes no. It's frustrating, but. It's very and they're two and zero now, which makes it even worse because now oh. they think they think whatever they're doing is working. <laughs> um, I kind of hope the Lions beat them this week. Yeah, it's tough to watch. We need them to be trailing and you know down double digits. Right? And, then, and even last yeah. week they were and against the Packers, your Packers, and Raider threw the oh. ball a lot, and there was still no yeah. offense. Like it's just brutal. It's a it's a frustrating it's a frustrating fantasy offense for sure. Yep. Yeah. Someone in the chat said Arthur Smith Arthur Smith system kills Kyle Pitts upside. That is sums it up in one sentence perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get into running backs now. But first, a note from our sponsors at Better Vision. Better Vision, that's OR Vision, is the only app that syncs all your fantasy, DFS, and sportsbooks accounts in one place. We only show you the best odds for every bet, so you always get the best value. And our dashboard is the only one-stop shop to track all your fantasy, fantasy matchups, DFS bets, DFS picks, and bets. That's Better Vision, B-E-T-T-O-R. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. 
This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Uh, Ryan, we mentioned before, uh, there are going to be some some expensive running backs who are very appealing this week. I think the top two are very clearly totally, Tony Pollard, great matchup against the Cardinals. Uh, Bijan Robinson, the game we just were talking about uh, at Detroit. Uh, seems clear to me these are the top two running backs this week in terms of popularity at the expensive, uh, expensive range. Do you have a preference? Is there anybody else in this lucky range? How, how do you kind of deal with this range right now? Um, yeah, and they stand out even more when you don't have McCaffrey on the slate and with yep. Eckler injured and Chubb injured. Yep. Um, there's just there, there's only three guys above seven thousand, right? If yep. assuming Eckler doesn't play, it's Pollard, Bijan, and Derrick Henry, who's questionable, also. Yep. So it's similar to the Jefferson Tyreek situation in that Pollard will be considerably more popular, probably yep. three times more popular. Um, he. 32 touches for Pollard last week against the Jets, uh, and they asked Mike McCarthy after uh, or about it after the game, and he, he it didn't seem like they were going to slow down. I think he said he, he, Pollard has incredible endurance. They're not worried about his workload. I mean, they might not need it here, right. um, but, you know, he should have plenty of opportunities to score, and he leads the NFL in carries inside the 10-yard line right now. Um, I know people may have been worried about his goal line work coming into the season. He weirdly hasn't done, hasn't done much with it though. <laughs> right. It's very um, strange, but, but yeah, he's very active in there. Yeah. I think he probably will at some point, you know, we saw him catch seven passes last week. Again, though, it might be a blowout and Pollard might end up not getting there. Um, so I do like going to Bijan in tournaments just cause he'll be much less popular. I don't know. What do you think? Man, I love you. Watched some of those clips from Bijan last week. My God, some of those cutbacks and like there was one of like an aerial clip of him juking two guys. The guy's unbelievably good. Uh, Seventy eight hundred on the turf in Detroit. Uh, One hundred seventy two total yards last week. He went from forty seven percent of running back touches up to sixty percent of running back touches. That's a good sign right there because obviously Tyler Algier played a lot in the in the first game and I think he's gonna keep playing a lot. But 
Bijan's going to touch it more, and Atlanta runs the ball so much. I'm not even sure it matters that much. 11 targets through two games, too. Detroit has been good versus the run, but um, I think he's a very, very viable pivot away from the popular Pollard. I think that's probably where I'm going to go as I'm going to move away. But it's hard not to go Pollard against against Arizona, but I just I wonder after 32 touches last week if that's a negative this week. But the fact that if they do get up in that game, maybe they're like, hey, this is a week they're going to sit Pollard. Uh, they have they've got finally have some tough games coming up. Maybe I think they have one more easy game. The Niners uh, they play the Niners on Sunday night in two weeks, which is going to be a crazy hyped game. Both those teams are four zero, and they probably both should be. Uh, that's going to be a crazy hyped game. But I, I like both this week. I think uh, if you want to to play uh, like a CJ Stroud and try and fit both in, that's a really interesting way to go. But uh, I, it's hard to find a, a fault with either of these guys this week. They both they both line up really nicely for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, what do you think about Derrick Henry right below? I mean, he's going to be no one's no one's going to play Derrick Henry. He's going to be nope. uh, you have Etienne right below, who's going to be relatively popular, and obviously the two that we just talked about. You know, I didn't initially have interest in Henry, but Cleveland looked pretty bad last week. Uh, you know, and it just in terms of they had a tough time moving the ball and holding on to the ball and. Uh, you know, they don't have Chubb anymore, and I don't know. Um, just from a leverage point of view, I had some interest in Henry. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's strictly a leverage play because you've got you've got really popular guys above him and below him. I don't think anybody's going to have him. He's coming in with a questionable tag. Obviously, make sure he played before you thought about it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. He's going to be – when you get Henry at 4%, I mean, it's always, uh, always uh, an interesting play, but – uh, I don't know. I like the guys above and below him pretty, mm-hmm. uh, pretty significantly more. I think. Okay. But those are the kind of plays that. Uh, that turn no, out I really do well. too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I do too. I'm just like trying to make the case. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's a lot of volume. I know that uh, Tajay Spears is involved, but still, Henry's touching the ball a ton. He had 28 touches last week, um, 95 yards and a touchdown when they beat the Chargers, uh, only averaging 3.6 yards per carry. But you know, I think with Henry, we've seen that you know that can bust pretty quick. He can hit. A, he can hit a long one. Uh, you know, we don't always think of him as the, as the long guy, but he can definitely hit a long one. Um, it's interesting because there's gonna be nobody playing him. Yeah. Okay. In the six thousands, we do have Travis Etienne. We mentioned that matchup: Jaguars against Houston. Uh, 6,900, Ramondre Stevenson, 6,700, Jameer Gibbs, 66, James Cook, 65, Kenneth Walker, 62, and Raheem Mostert, 6,000. I think a lot of people are going to live in this range. These are, that's, I just mentioned, I think five very playable names. I didn't even mention all of them, but, uh, who do you like in this range? There's a lot of options here. Yeah. Um, it's tough. So I think, I'm just going to fade at the end because he's going to be popular. I think he's a good play. That's like, I think he's a good play, but just based on that, um, especially if I'm going to eat some chalk at wide receiver Um, initially, you know, I would have some interest in Gibbs because he seems a little bit overpriced, but if Montgomery's out, he's shown that he's the type of guy with upside. I mean, he looks really good. They just haven't really used him yet. Um, So I think, I think he's interesting. If Montgomery's out, I played, James Cook in all my high stakes stuff last week and it was and he nobody played him and it was just so tilting when Murray and <laughs> and Harris they both scored because yeah. I mean Cook was tearing it up 17 yeah. carries 123 yards he had four catches for the second straight game I mean I think Cook's interesting just because no one's going to play him and he's looked really good um Kenneth Walker great spot at home against Carolina yep Mostert Pretty good spot. Mostert's projecting well. Um, people will be 
considering Mostert in cash games, I think, um, if they're living in that cheap range. I don't know. Like, a lot of good options here. I guess I haven't decided, but I have some – I have interest in playing the lower own guys, I guess I should say. What about you? Like, does one stand out just from a performance point of view? It's it's tough. It's really, really good range. There are a lot of viable options here. Um, I was with you. I, I played James Cook last week too, and it was a little frustrating, but he still ended up with 159 yards. Like it didn't didn't kill you, but man, it could have been such a huge, huge game. I don't know why they're using Latavius. It's just insane. But um Washington's pretty been pretty good against the run so far, but a good game script. Uh he has 10 targets through three weeks too. So I, I do like Cook a lot. The the kind of upsidey but downside guy is Jameer Gibbs. Like he moved up last week. He went from 27% of snaps to 48.5% snaps. That's a big step up with, with David Montgomery out. I know that Craig Reynolds is still in there, probably need a goal line. But uh, I think the best sign on Gibbs, he had nine targets last week. Like, that is a big number right there. And, you know, uh, Goff, Goff loves to check it down, so I think that works well. Um, so I think Gibbs is kind of the, the boom-bust play this range. He could he could not do a lot, but 6,600 at home against Atlanta, I really like uh, that play. So I think that uh, in tournaments, I'd be going Gibbs. Um but it's hard to make a case. I wouldn't go Ramondre. Um, you know, I think the Jets' defense is just too tough. They're averaging like 2.8 yards a carry again. So I wouldn't go there. But I get ATN. I get Gibbs. I get Cook. I mean, Walker, good spot too. And, you know, clearly the goal line guy. He wasn't very efficient last week. But uh, two touchdowns, they clearly handed to him in the, inside, the, uh, inside the five, which is really good. Good game script there too. You mentioned Geno earlier. They're favoring against Carolina. Bryce Young's not playing. They're facing Andy Dalton. Um and then my, my boy Raheem, Raheem Mostert, who I loved in San Francisco, just never could stay healthy. 18 for 121 and two touchdowns last week. One of those guys that if he's through the hole, he's gone. He's that fast. Uh, Brian Robinson smoked Denver last week, too. Like, they they put up no resistance there. Nice game script, too. Seven-point home favorite. So I kind of listed out a bunch of guys. I like them all. Um, I think my favorite one is probably Cook, but uh, – uh, it's a it's a it's an option where it's a range where there's so many good options. Whoever picks the right one in this range is going to win this week. Yeah, I agree. I like them all. I guess you just sort of just go with your gut. Yeah, you do. Um, like it's not a bad. Pl- I guess what I'm saying is, do you think they're all good? They're all good options. But you think ATN will be that much higher than all the rest of them? Um, let me see. Not higher that, percentage percentage not, roster. I should say. Not that much, but I think. I think him and Mostert will be the highest in that range. Okay. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think ATN sticks out as like the, the most talented guy in that range, which which probably makes sense. Then Mostert's the cheapest, so that's kind of mm-hmm. the way people go. But uh, people love that matchup. I'll, I'll transition to a little bit lower. Um, I mentioned yeah. Mostert maybe in cash games. You know, as news stands, I would like to get up to Mostert because the other guys that people are going to consider be considering specifically miles sanders um i don't mind miles sanders you know seattle is normally a pretty good matchup for any team just because there's usually a lot of plays in those games and seattle's defense isn't that great either and honestly aj dalton might be better for miles sanders currently i'm not sure uh than than bryce young um so He's going to be pretty popular in cash. Uh, At least it seems like it. But my point is that I would want to find the 300 to get up to Mostert. I think Mostert makes sense this week, especially if Jalen Waddell is going to be out. They just don't have that much besides Tyreek Hill. Um, So they're going to need Mostert. Um, 
So, yeah, I, I like getting up to Mostert if you can, just because you're going to have some other guys below him that will get a little bit of ownership. I uh, I actually like – if I'm going to look at Sanders, I'd actually drop down 300. I'd play Isaiah Pacheco instead. Love that call. He's Yeah, he's who I'm looking at in tournaments. Um, I don't think – it's the same guy I was going to mention. Um, it's a matchup that I – want to keep targeting uh the bears have the worst line defensive line in football they're terrible against the run the chiefs have a great offensive line the game script uh sets should set up well uh yeah i love pacheco yeah i do too 5400 he had 86 percent of the chiefs uh running back touches last week i mean i know it was only 13 but it's a good sign that he's kind of the guy right now uh he's got a little bit of a hamstring issue so far this week though so i need to see that fully uh good to go but uh, the Bears giving up 100 yards to Aaron Jones. Like, okay, that's fine. But also Rashad White, that's not so great. Um, huge home favorites. You know, you hope that, uh, you know, they get up enough for a running back to run out the game, but not too far up where they sit him. But uh, I think Pacheco at 5,100 is really interesting to me. And I think he gets lost a little bit this week with the Mostert above him. And then uh, Jerome Ford mentioned earlier at 4,800 below him ha- off the really good uh, game after after Nick Chubb got hurt on national TV. Um, but I agree with you. I think Tennessee's run defense is just really good. 2.6 yards per carry to running back so far. Uh, are you playing any Ford this week at 4,800? No, not in tournaments. Um, okay. I was going to say, I hope Pacheco keeps the the questionable tag because uh, he's, the same, he's the same price as Josh Kelly, and Josh Kelly is going to be the most popular back on the slate. Like yeah. It's just the, the, the pivot there is too easy. Um, Ford, you know, I get it if people want to play Ford because he, he actually – I don't think he's going to end up very popular just because there's – all that value in the 5k range and the, the 6k backs that you mentioned, I think if you were in that 4k range and somebody mentioned it in chat, but I'd rather take a shot on Roshan Johnson for the same price. I mean, especially after, after that report came out that, uh, you know, they expect him to be the lead back sooner rather than later. Um, And I see, you know, they're, they're going to be losing. He caught what six passes in week one. I mean, if he's the running back, that's going to be out there the most. Yeah, I just I thought that was a good call by uh, Ted in the chat. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is that's an interesting one right there, and I don't think anybody will really probably click that button, especially as a running back in a team, a game where a team's a thirteen point underdog. And yeah, to be clear, I wouldn't click that name either in like my single entry stuff or smaller field right. stuff. But if you're trying to win that big three dollar tournament or the Millie Maker, I mean, th- those are the types of plays that people do it with. So are you playing Josh Kelly if 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 Eckler sits? How you how you deal with that? Um, there? Yeah, that's a good question. I think like if I was stacking if I if I was stacking up Kirk Cousins, I would want to have some Josh Kelly exposure because it just makes too much sense. Okay. Um, like you don't have to because it's also a great spot to get different. It's one of those that can go either way, Scott. Like maybe maybe you want to eat that chalk at running back because he does look like a good play. Maybe you get different somewhere else. Um, or maybe you fade him for Pacheco. You know, there's really no right answer. Um, I, think, I think I'm fading him for Pacheco. Yeah, like I, I think that's the best answer because, you know, the game theory reasons are still, you know, that's still the best way to win a tournament these days. So, yeah, yeah I, you know, I like that. Not uh, not someone to play him, but I, I, I'm interested to see how Kendra Miller looks this week. He's 4,300 at Green Bay uh, with uh, with Kamara not back yet and Jamal Williams out. I think it'd be an interesting Kendra Miller week. Uh, dart in a DFS tournament, but I probably wouldn't do it yet. I think they're going to ease him in a little bit, but I'm interested to see how he looks. 
Yeah, that's a good call. I forgot about that Jamal Williams news. We saw yeah. it. I, just, I, I think they ease him in a little bit too much to play it to play this week at DFS, but I, something I'm going to keep my eye on for sure because I think he's a he's a fun, explosive guy from TCU, and he was he had some hamstring issues the first couple weeks, but seems like he's healthy and good to go at at, uh, at practice this week. Yep. Let's jump into uh, wide receivers now, but first a note from our sponsor at Vivid Seats. Uh, football is back. Kick off NFL season with Vivid Seats and score tickets to all the hottest matchups and biggest games of the year. Catch every pass, every tackle, and every heart-pounding play of your favorite team live and in person. And with Vivid Seats rewards, then you can earn rewards with every single purchase. Each ticket you buy gets you closer to your reward. Just buy 10 tickets and simply cash in your credit towards your 11th ticket purchase. It's just that easy. Plus, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $100 ticket purchase with code ROTOWIRE. That's code R-O-T-O-W-I-R-E. From the 50-yard line to the upper deck, Vivid Seats has great tickets for all your 2023 games that matter to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. So we kind of hit the uber expensive receivers earlier. Jefferson's 9,300. Tyreek is 9,000. Then it drops way down. Um, what do you do with these other guys? I think we've kind of hit Jefferson and Tyreek plenty. Uh, Diggs is 8,100. Ross 79. CeeDee Lamb, 77. Allen, 76. Ridley, 72. Chris Olave, 7,000. Uh, what do you do in this range? There's a lot of names, a lot of really good names, but it's hard to get to them if you play you know, Jefferson or Tyreek. What are you doing with these kind of expensive but not top-tier guys? Yeah, um, they're all going to go overlooked in tournaments for the most yeah. part because Jefferson, Mike Williams, and then also Keenan Allen um, are going to be pretty popular. And specifically for cash games, I'm trying to start with those three. I'm trying to start with Jefferson, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I mean, it's just assuming Eckler's out. It's uh, so you play you go both Chargers receivers. I would go both Chargers oh, wow. receivers All in right. cash games. Okay. Yes, and Josh Kelly. I would want I would want to capture that yeah. entire offense. It's wow. just uh, it's such a better environment than all the other games, and they're also going to be chalky, especially Williams and Kelly. So it really doesn't matter if they bust because most of the field is going to have them anyways. Um, so yeah, I would, I would try to get all three of them in cash games for tournaments. Yeah. All of these other guys are going to be great leverage. Uh, CD lamb. Nobody wanted to click CD lamb last week against Ooh, the man, Jets defense oh, yeah. and, and sauce Gardner. And I mean, yeah, he was great. And, Dak. They ran him away from Sauce Gardner so nicely. Like they, their game plan was beautiful last week. Yeah. So I, you know, it's it's tough to target that matchup. Sort of like we mentioned with Pollard. You just you're not sure if the ceiling's there. Yeah. Um, and then at Amon Ra, um, no one's gonna play him. That's the one. He, he's gonna get completely lost. Yeah. So it, it makes sense from that perspective. Um, sort of mentioned Ridley with Jacksonville. Have some interest in in Ridley, if especially if Zay Jones is gonna miss. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Scott? Uh, my name in here is Ridley. Uh, Seventy two hundred. You know, it's one of those things like will Jacksonville throw enough? But I do think Houston will have enough kick in there to kind of make Jacksonville keep throwing. I think Jacksonville was frustrated after last week too. They were so close to scoring so many points. Uh, he, he was only two for 32 last week, but he had eight targets. Like, that's all I care about is I, I want to make sure that he's involved and active. Um, he looks good to me, really, like really good running around. I mean, obviously, the, the, the almost two years off looked great week one. Uh, you know, week three was a struggle, but still a lot of targets. I really like really this week at 7,200. I don't think I don't think enough people can get to him because I think everybody will just click in Allen instead. Um, there's so many options in this range. I, I like Ridley as, a, as an under-owned guy this week to really do well. Absolutely. And, yeah, people – I don't think people are going to get to him either. They yeah. they don't like what happened last week when, when he was chalk. 
Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, and then we uh, we obviously talked about Jefferson and, and Tyreek plenty. Um, you know, a, a lot depends on if Waddle plays. If Waddle doesn't play, I think we lose that. Tyreek maybe a little bit uh, lower ownership. I think we lose that. Uh, I think and they'll they'll scheme Tyreek Hill away, Hill away from from Patrick Santan. That doesn't really worry me that much. McDaniel will figure that out too. Um, you know, those guys are studs. There's just no doubt there. But the mid range is interesting. Let's uh, let's let's jump in there because I think that uh, this is where uh, this is where a lot of it. There can be a lot of differences made. Uh, I just go like you know five thousand to seven thousand here somewhere. Uh, who do you like out here? Because there are a couple names that really stick out to me here. But I'll, I'll let you go first. I'm interested to hear who you say. Um, I'm gonna. I got to mention Addison just because he's in that he's in that great game environment, and yeah. he's not going to be as popular as some of those other guys. We've seen he's looked. You know, he's looked good. He's got the run efficiency. He's caught two relatively long touchdowns, but I don't know why that can't happen again. Um, outside of that, I like the, I kind of like the Cleveland guys. You know, we just saw that Tennessee continues to be a massive pass funnel, and I don't expect they're going to have success running the ball. So I think uh, Amari Cooper makes sense. I think I know it's a little below 5K, but I like Elijah Moore as well. Um, but, yeah, c- coming back to this range, I don't know, like – who, who someone stands out to you, I take it. Uh, yeah, so I was going, I, I had Elijah Moore in the next range, but uh, you took my favorite one. Amari Cooper, I think, is just insanely underpriced. Um, 5,700, he had 10 targets last week after being questionable, seven for 90. Tennessee has allowed four top 24 receivers through the first two weeks. That's four. That's two a game. That is crazy. Both Olave and Keenan Allen went over 110 yards, the two wide receiver ones they faced. And I, just, I, I think Amari should be like 6,700, not 5,700. I'm never a huge Amari guy, but 5,700. And I think he, he would be higher except they played on Monday night, which is the pricing was already out. He would have been bumped up. I think he's 800 to to $1,000 too cheap. I just think he's the easiest click at 5,700. I don't think he'll be that, that popular because Mike Williams is right there at 6,000. Addison's underneath him at 5,500 in that big popular game. I think that helps hide Amari a little bit. I think he'll have roster ship, but I don't think it'll be insane. But I think he is – Easily to me, the best value play of the of the week at fifty seven hundred. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Um, I don't have anything else to add except I probably will not really play anyone else in this range, so I can get that exposure to the Cleveland guys. Yeah, I really like that one. I do like Zay Flowers a lot, especially if OBJ does not play. Uh, Rashad Bateman's not playing full snaps yet. It seems like they're kind of easing off him. And man, you look at we talked about the the wide receiver ones against Tennessee. Uh, you know, Zay Flowers playing against Indy, wide receiver ones against Indy, Calvin Ridley, eight for one on one in a touchdown week one. Eco Collins, you mentioned earlier, seven for one forty-six in a touchdown last week. Wide receivers have been killing the Colts too. So I do like Zay Flowers a lot at fifty four hundred. Those are uh Cooper and Zay Flowers, my two plays in here that I, I really like this week. And man, you're first. you're you're talking talking me into a, a Ravens <laughs> double stack. Not I, I'm yeah. thinking I'm thinking about Lamar. Flowers and Anders. I do, especially I, if Beckham is I, I out. I do not dislike that at all. I'm real. I'm strongly considering. Yeah. You come back with Josh Downs to save money as a as a pivot off Dell, and then you just you just fill in the rest, and it's uh it gets pretty fun. You get a tight end edge on everybody, uh, and you still have that cheap receiver. Where you're not playing the chalk cheap receiver either. Looks nice. Yep. What do you do with Nico Collins? Fifty three hundred now. The price is up a little bit after the big week. Uh, do you go back to him in this matchup? What do you What do you do with uh, Nico at fifty three hundred? Um, yeah, price is up, which which will keep the the ownership in check. Um, I think my answer is, it, I'm not. I, I probably won't one off one off him. Yeah. Uh, if I'm if I'm playing that game though, I definitely want 
Nico Collins. Um, I'm not sure he's a guy to one off as just I'd, I'd probably rather go somebody that will be even less popular, but yeah. just in general. Yeah. We mentioned, I like, I think all the Texans guys are, are good place. If I play uh Trevor Lawrence stack, I'm going to go with Collins. Just kind of a, it's going to make everybody will go with tank Dell as that play. So I think that I will, that that's the way I would get to Collins or obviously you play, if you play CJ Stroud, you play Collins for sure. Yeah. That ownership difference is going to be massive between massive. Yeah. tank Dell and Collins. Agreed. Everybody's going to just go down to 3,600 and click tank tell. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get to cheap receivers. That's 5,000 and below. Um, I'll let you go first again. Sure. Um, we both mentioned, we both mentioned Elijah Moore. So we, we like him. Um, he has 16 targets in the first two weeks. Yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't done much with them, but like the fact that he's that involved, uh, it makes me, makes me pretty excited about him. Me too. And he had a couple close calls in that pit. Pittsburgh game, yeah. a couple where he just stepped out. You know, yeah, you can tell that they're trying to get him we involved. Need, we need Deshaun to play better, but you know, maybe that'll come at some point. But uh, just activity plus talent plus price makes Elijah Moore pretty interesting to me. Yeah, me too. Um, I guess I I feel like I should mention KJ Osborne just because he's the guy that really no one's going to play in that game. And yeah. I, I, admittedly, I don't really want to either, but. He had six targets in both games so far, and I know that eventually Addison is going to be that guy, but they don't have a running game. And if he's if he's going to see six targets again, I'll take that for for four thousand dollars. So, I, you know, I think that's OK in tournaments um, looking cheaper. I see somebody mentioned River Craycraft and. I understand that sentiment. If Waddle's out, even like Braxton Berrios, um, I think could see a, a big uptick in snaps. Uh, he's already been involved with Waddle out there. So like, I, I get that. I think that makes a lot of sense if you're, especially Tua, you know, if, if you're playing Tua, those aren't guys that I'm going to play as one-offs necessarily. Um, as far as other guys that are going to be popular, Jaden Reed, you know, we got to mention again after two more touchdowns last week. I mean, depending on the Christian Watson news, I think you could see people back on Jaden Reed. Um, I don't know who, who am I missing down here? There's some other guys in the 4k range that look okay. Yeah. I mean, a couple names in here that interesting first one to me, like just talent wise and popular in the off season, uh, Jahan Dotson is still down here. So he's 4,900. Uh, has not done much with his targets. Kind of similar to uh, Elijah Moore. They, uh, he has 12 targets, but hasn't done much with him. Should be a good game script for Washington, though. They should be trailing Buffalo. Uh, Sam Howell has has shown some stuff these first couple of weeks. That throw to McLaurin in the, in the in late in that game last week was beautiful. Like when they came back on on Denver. Um, so I think maybe it's a maybe it's a, a Dotson week. At 4900 is a pretty good price, but high enough where everybody's not just going to click him. Like if he was in, if he's 3900, everybody would have him. Um, so I like that. Josh Reynolds is really interesting, especially if St. Brown sits. He's 4,200. He has 13 targets through two weeks. Like, he's clearly the wide receiver, too. You look at snap count, it's Amon Ra, and then it's Reynolds. We kind of thought it would be a bunch of guys after Amon Ra. It's very clear Josh Reynolds is the wide receiver, too, in the situation. Had two touchdowns last week. 4,200, I think, is a excellent price for Reynolds. I really like that as a play. Uh, we mm-hmm. talked about Tank Dell. He had 10 targets last week. We talked about, uh, you know, uh, other pivots in there. The other one that's to me, if you're in a tournament, and you want to play someone in a great a great matchup and get away from the Tank Dell ownership, the Reynolds, whatever it may be. Uh, Michael Gallup is thirty seven hundred. Played sixty three snaps last week with no Brandon Cooks. You need Brandon Cooks not to play again. I know he only had two targets. I know he hasn't done anything. If you get Gallup on the field for sixty three snaps again against Arizona with no Cooks, 
I will play that 3700 and hope for a big play because I think that uh, getting a piece of that offense that cheap with that usage, I think is uh, I think is something I want to do. Yeah, uh, I tried that last week. I oh, tried that last week. Yeah, with Gallup, it didn't work. I, Sorry, you know, didn't didn't mean to bring up the PTSD for you, right? There. No, no. I I was I was still happy with my decision though. Just nobody played him. You know, there's yeah. these other cheap wide receivers that everyone else is on, which is understandable. So yeah, I get it. Um, I'll mention one more guy. The same yeah. same price as Dodson. It's another one of those tournament plays. It's kind of a similar play to Dodson, but. Uh, Hollywood Brown had 10 targets last week and yeah. I probably wouldn't have mentioned it until we saw the the digs news yesterday for the yeah. Cowboys. Um, I don't know. There's going to be a backup in there. Um, so, I mean, if you're playing, if you're playing Tony Pollard, I mean, no one's going to play Hollywood Brown. So I, yeah, I, I don't mind it. It was actually a nice play design on the touchdown too. He was, he was in the backfield and he caught the touchdown. It was, it was kind of a nice setup. Um, you got to think they're throwing the ball the whole second half, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. Dobbs, he, Dobbs hasn't looked, you know, he, he he's looked serviceable at times. Yeah, and I think at forty nine hundred seven, the same theory with Dotson is they're ex, they're they're cheap, but they're expensive enough where it's it's harder to talk yourself into them. Like it's thirty nine hundred, you're like, I'll just play that for sure. But forty nine hundred, that's enough in there where you're like, oh, you can just look up and see like, oh, Nico Collins and and Zay Flowers are right there. Amari Cooper's yeah. right there. I think every, that keeps everybody away from Dotson and, and Brown. I think that's those are good, good calls of guys that are going to have to see targets in the second half of their games. It's a great point. People don't mind at all punting for, for 3,900. But once yeah. you get to 49, it's really tough. There's just so many names that much closer. Mm-hmm. You're like, I could just, mm-hmm. I could just drop my defense even more and get to get to Zay Flowers or get to you know some of the five thousand. So I think that uh, yep. I think Dotson and, and, and Holly Brown people just kind of scroll right by him. To be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, what about uh, what about tight ends? Uh, we talked about Mark Andrews as kind of a Lamar stack, but what do you do with uh, what do you do with uh, tight ends this week? It's uh, tight ends have been kind of a mess through the first two weeks of the season so far. Yeah, they have. I think you, you try to get punctuated, punctuated by Darren Waller no show last night. Oh yeah, that hurt. Oh man, another you just another needle you hit me with. I had the winner in the <laughs> I had the winner in showdown last night, but with. Uh, Waller over Brita and you know Waller had all those opportunities I mean just catch two of those balls and you get there but yeah Um, anyways I will try to get different at tight end in tournaments Uh, for cash games I think it's pretty easy decision right now you just play Zach Ertz because that's where all the ownership is going and you know I didn't think I didn't think we would be talking about Zach Ertz in week three but he's got 18 targets now 18 Uh, that's I couldn't believe that when I looked last night Six catches in both games, and you know, Dobbs seems like a quarterback who's going to rely on a tight end like Ertz. I mean, it just it makes sense, especially you know, this offense. week. He's going to get pressured every I play. Mean, like the the quick you, dump off to Ertz is automatic. Imagine, you know, imagine you're Dobbs. I mean, this is one of those games where you're not looking forward to Sunday. You no, gotta be. <laughs> Micah Parsons is in another world right now. Oh like, man, I love I love Nick Bosa, and he deserved even play a little year last year, but like. Parsons looks unbelievable right now. It's going to be hard for him not to win that. Him and TJ Watt look awesome so far. Yep, uh, I agree. So Ertz looks pretty good in cash games. Um, so, yeah, then who else? We mentioned we mentioned Mark Andrews. Can you get to Kelsey or Hawkinson at all this week? Mm. 6,500 and 7,200. I might be able to get to – Yeah, it's tough. Like you have to do it. You have to force it intentionally. 
Um, it's just because if you play Minnesota, you're going Cousins, you're going Jefferson. It's hard to pay up a tight end. You're really going to have to sit and kind of tank elsewhere. But maybe that makes it maybe that makes it doable because I don't think that many people play. I think Hawkinson will actually be not that popular considering how popular this game is going to be. Just because it's hard to get to him if, if you're playing the other guys in this game. Yeah, so that's the reason to do it. You're right. Yep. I don't think Hawkinson's going to be popular at all. Um, I don't either. Which is kind of wild considering how popular that game's going to be. Yeah, and you're right. It, it, it's exactly what I was thinking. It's wild. And it's because Kelsey and Andrews, he's sandwiched right in between them. Yep. You know, he's got priced up now, Hawkinson. So, yeah, if I'm going there, I think it's Hawkinson. But this is going back to the – yeah, it – if for whatever reason you want to, you're planning on stacking Mahomes, or you like you want to stack the Chiefs, I think it's fine to play Kelsey. I'm just, I'm just not on that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's a week where nobody will do it too. Like I, don't it doesn't. Think- yeah, no. Yeah, it it, 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 it feels like the Chiefs are still, they sort of need a get right spot. It just yeah. at least in terms of you know, Kelsey was out last week. Was that game was you know it was supposed to go off and didn't. I mean, you know, it yeah. wouldn't shock you for for those guys to have big games here and just pour it on. And he, I mean, Kelsey didn't play a ton last game either. So I just, I'd like probably see him play a full game first. But you know, you know, if you want to be a first adapter and get in there, uh, I just, I don't think I pay seventy two hundred for it to be honest. I think I just, I would just, I'd rather have a receiver and, and drop down. But we talked about Ertz is thirty five hundred. What do you do if you want to get a little cheaper in the top guys, but you don't want to play Ertz? Uh, who do you like down here, like under five thousand at tight end? Yeah, um, I think there's a lot of guys. <clears throat> I think there's a lot of guys you could take a chance on. I would like the cheapest. I would like Durham Smythe mentioned a couple of times if, if Waddle's out, but yeah. you know, I think other people would also like him. Like you would see him as relatively popular. That's not like anything sneaky. Um, some of these other guys, I don't know, like Musgrave's going to be relatively popular again. If Watson's out, mm, that's okay. But I, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather go. Honestly, like I'd rather go a Dalton Kincaid. I, I, I was on Kincaid last week. Um, you know, they at least from what we hear, they they sort of expect him to be their slot guy. Um, at least that's what I keep reading. And I don't know, like get a guy on Josh Allen's offense for cheap that yeah. people aren't going to really play. I mean, he caught five or six targets last week. It just happened to be – Knox who got in the box um you you know you mentioned Hunter Henry I like that I think Laporta's interesting for 4k uh, I think Dalton Schultz is even interesting you know we mentioned all these guys on the Texans um they're passing so much no one's gonna play Schultz he had seven targets last week I don't know I think the name of the game for me is to just try to avoid some of the chalk uh yeah I think so too I think that I'm gonna play um I'm going to play away from Ertz. If uh, I think I'm going to play, can, you mentioned the guys I'll play. I'll play Kincaid. I'll play Laporta. Um, I think when I get a tight end down here, if I get someone that chalky, I'm thinking, I think Kincaid, you mentioned it. You said kind of said it all. You said it with Josh Allen's offense. Uh, Laporta is really interesting, especially if St. Brown's not 100%. He had six targets last week and looked good too. If I want to bump it up a little bit, the other guy I really like this week actually is Evan Ingram at 4,800. He has 13 targets so far this year. I think that Jacksonville is like right on that edge of really having a big game. And I think this is the week they do it. And I think uh, when, when they, they just have a lot of weapons, it's tough. They've got the three receivers and they have Ingram. So it's hard to, you know, really, it's not like one of the, you know, the, the focus we like with a lot of guys. But uh, I love the 13 targets so far. I love the quarterback. I love the game here. So if I pay up a little bit Ingram, but if I'm going to go down, it's going to be Laporta or Kincaid for me. I'm going to play one of the rookies over Ertz. Yeah, I like that Ingram call. He's got a big ceiling, too. We saw it last year. He does. Um, I mean, Lawrence loves him, too. 
Yeah. Uh, one last question. Um, would you consider Kylan Granson at all? Um, in you know, may, maybe if you don't play Andrews, you play Lamar, Flowers, Granson. I don't know. Is he still their starter? I saw you know people. Oops. I don't know. He's got ten targets, and he has the he has the best photo shoot of the year so far. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that the other guy, um, who I, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he's still out. So like Granson's projecting decent in that matchup. Yeah, I, mean, I think that that works. He's got ten targets so far. Scored the touchdown last week. I think you're 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 playing that, hoping for a touchdown is what it comes down to. But uh, yep, it's uh, if you're gonna play that game, he's an interesting, really cheap pace of that play. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you if you can, all you need is fifteen points from one of those guys. Were and, you thinking Mo Alley Cox? Is that who you're thinking of? Uh, or Jelani Woods? Jelani, Jelani Woods. Woods. There you go. All right. Yeah. He was supposed to be their starter, and he's yeah. on IR or whatever. And now it's it's sort of been Grantson over. Mo Alley Cox. Yeah. I just saw him. I just saw him with a decent projection, so I thought I'd mention him. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's, it's workable. I think there's the key to me of the whole point is there's a lot of options to pivot away from a popular Zach Ertz. Yeah, we and, yeah, and we didn't mention. I just see in the chat we didn't mention Jake Ferguson. Who you know everybody's been talking about Jake Ferguson. Dak yeah. likes him. Uh, Another he's piece been getting, of that piece of Dallas offense is always a good thing. Yep, and he's been getting uh, end zone targets both weeks and caught a touchdown. So. I get that. Got to play defense, so let's talk about them. Um, what do you do at uh, defense this week? There are some really good cheap options. There's obviously the Cowboys at 4,400 that like should murder Arizona on defense. Like it's scary <laughs> to even think about that. That de- that defense is good right now. Um, hard to pay up to 4,400 though on defense. But what are you doing? Uh, what do you do at defense this week? Okay, so the most popular defense in cash looks like it's going to be the Bills. Uh, yep. they're away to the commanders and they're pretty cheap. Um, obviously I think that's a good play. That's what I'm going to do in cash games. I don't think it's such a smash play that I'm going to do that in tournaments. Um, some of the other weeks I've been eating the chalk at defense, which increasingly I think is more and more. Okay. This week I probably won't though. I, I think maybe I'll get some leverage there if I'm going to play some of these chalkier chargers or quarterbacks or whoever else um the jets seem okay for the same price right below at about uh a third or a fourth of the ownership or something um you know if you're looking in the cheap range i even think i'll stay in the cheap range i think you could go all the way down to the commanders um seven sacks last week really good defensive line josh allen's been getting sacked he's been turning the ball over so I think those are my plays in the cheap range. Uh, I don't know. Do you have anything there? What about, you know, 3K or above? It's so funny because I looked at the commanders and I'm like, can I really play a defense against the Bills? But, yeah, they yeah. did have a lot. They did have a lot of sacks. Um, Bills and Jets jumped out to me too. I mean, you look at the Jets. I know they weren't good against the Dallas last week, but Dallas is so good right now. And they had five sacks and four turnovers against the Bills week one. So that's uh, their defense is just really good. Uh, if I were to jump up a little bit, there's two plays. I think I think the Patriots against Zach Wilson is very uh, very playable, 3500. And you know the Patriots defense hasn't has 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 some tough matchups so far. They played Philly and uh, who they they who they lost last week, but I forget who they played. But uh, they had some tough matchups. But you know facing Zach Wilson, he throws the ball to the other team. Uh, so I like the Pats, and then I think Jacksonville. We talked about this game a lot. We talked about this game a lot for good for Houston with CJ Chad. He's throwing all the time. 
I think that's good for the defense facing them too. If they get behind and they got to chuck it 40 times again, um, they had four sacks and three turnovers against the Indy week one. Uh, Jacksonville defense did before facing KC. I think when your defense faces KC, you kind of throw those stats away. Like who cares about that game, but really good against Indy. I, you know, Indy's probably a similar team to Houston in terms of talent and all that. Um, so I think Jacksonville 3,800. I don't think anybody will have them because nobody's going to pay that price. If you do, you go up to Dallas or Kansas city. Um, I think Jacksonville's a really good play on defense at 3,800. Yeah, I think uh, I think Jacksonville's a great call. I mean, anytime you're gonna face a rookie who's expected to throw the ball forty sometimes, exactly at, right at yeah. home. I mean, yeah, sign yeah. me up. Yeah, that's probably my favorite play if I can get up to it. I mean, I think I'll play some Bills and Jets too if I, in in lineups where I can't get to thirty eight hundred. But um, for that extra extra thousand bucks, I think that, that nobody will have them because of the fact that everybody's gonna play Bills or Jets, or if you go up, you play Chiefs or Cowboys. Like I said, um, I think they sell in really nicely to a low percentage team that's in a really good setup. Definitely. How about, how about the Cowboys averaging 26 fantasy points through two games? Is Cowboys that insane? Defense. Like, <laughs> do you, insane. do you consider playing them? Like, are you, yeah. is this a point where you can pay 4,400 for them? Yeah. It's tougher on this slate. I, I did last slate. Um, yeah. This slate. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I can get there this slate. I think, I don't think anyone's going to do it. So, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean it's just they, they you it's scary for you mentioned it with Dobbs. Like I don't I don't think Arizona's looking for I, their coaching staff can't be looking forward to this game either. Nope. At home, it's gonna be all Cowboys fans too. Like it, the Cowboys take over Arizona when they play there. It's gonna be it's gonna be ugly. So any other uh thoughts on this slate? I feel like we've kind of hit everything. Um anybody else you want to talk about? Anybody else that's uh that's on your mind here? Um just trying to do this quick scroll i think we could... yeah no i think covered pretty much everything i wanted to talk about yeah you yeah i do it's a it's kind of a it's kind of a fun slate i like i as when i first look at the games i'm like oh it's minnesota the chargers and kind of nothing else i, I usually hate those slates where like there's one obvious game but i think there's enough middling plays here like kind of in these these games that are 44 to 48 uh totals and i think there's a lot of interesting plays there where you can play some Chargers and Vikings and play some other guys, or you can kind of shift away from Chargers Vikings. Um, after I dug into it, I thought it was a more interesting slate than I did on, on a first glance, which is uh, which is a good thing. I think that's gonna be fun. Yeah, me too. I feel the same way. I texted a couple people initially. I think I hate this slate, but this slate sucks. You know, <laughs> right. when one game stands out so yeah. much, but you're right. I actually I feel the same way as you because yeah, it just opens up different opportunities, and we like enough of these guys from the other games. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun. And we I was glad that week two, we had a lot more points. Like week one was an ugly offensive week, and it was kind of a frustrating week to watch. Uh, week two opened up a lot, so hopefully we'll get that more of week three. But I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening and hanging, hanging with my voice here. I feel like it got a little better as we went along, but uh, I know that I don't sound like I normally do, but I, I appreciate everybody hanging in with that. Uh, if you want to follow Ryan on Twitter, he's at Ryan Belongi. Belongi is B-E-L-O-N-G-I-A. I am at Scott Jenstead, J-E-N-S-T-A-D. Other than that, hope everybody has a really good week three. We'll be back at you for week four next Friday morning. Hope everybody has a good week and take care. Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.